the Sydney Cricket Ground. What a shot under pressure. This is where goal. The best kind of goal. What a legend. What a champion. Welcome to the Maybe Daily. This is as vibrant as I'm going to get. Hope your back's holding up well, Mace, because you're doing all the lifting in this one. Shoulders feel good. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Maybe Daily. I'm Sunny One. I'm here with Mason Termain. Hello, Maso. G'day, mate. G'day, mate. I'm good. I'm good. G'day, Nick Cage from Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. Fair Elvis impersonation he puts on any time he talks. Even marrying a, his daughter. It's like, mate, we you're not <laughs> Presley. We get it. You're playing yourself in films these days. We get it. You're a weirdo. <laughs> Calm down, Cage. <laughs> All right, we're sponsored by Min Sports. Yeah. Let us pray. Let us pray yeah. that New South Wales keep their state of origin coach for next year. Let us pray that Wimbledon <laughs> let people wear more than just coloured undies oh. next year. And let us pray that someone locates Greg Norman. Sometime this year. Where's the shark gone? Where on hey? earth? He was all the rage a few months ago. <laughs> In, In the, the name, name of Buzz, Buzz Rothfield's, Rothfield's pharmacist. pharmacist. Maybe time to change meds there, Buzz. <laughs> Stewie Jews. Jews. Centrelink officer. Chunky man. Paddy Paddy Mills. Mills. Removalist, Removalist company. company. These are getting exotic. <laughs> and... Alex, Alex Volkanovsky's locksmith. locksmith. I think that makes complete sense. Ah, <laughs> uh, pen. A week's a long time in life, Mason, and it is an eternity in sport. How's your week been, mate? How are the Blue Mountains? How's your camping? Freezing. Shock horror. Oh, really? Shock Is it cold horror. there? Freezing. Now, how would you describe the cold if you had to? Like, if you were using an old slang term or a phrase or a saying. Cold oh, as a... Cold what as would a... you go for? Yeah. What would it be without being very racist? Cold as well, a... I think there's a lot of options not to be very racist. Cold as Mace's tiny little penis. Shriveled back in. Went through the bum and out the back. Old Ace Ventura last scene. <laughs> <laughs> little tail. Yeah, little tail. Little peeny tail. Yeah, two cheeks. Like the bum cheeks and then the nose and the came yeah. out. The nose and the eyes. Little fuck. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Absolutely. Freezing. Fucking freezing up there. It is. Cold as, uh, cold as a witch's tit. <laughs> Absolute witch's tit. It was Was, was it great, as cold though. as a mother-in-law's kiss? <laughs> was it as cool as the other side of the pillow? Okay, I'll stop. Learned how to make a fire, though. Became a real man up there, chopping wood. Oh, yeah? What sort of petrol did you use? <laughs> two-stroke? What'd you have? Egg's two-stroke. It's such a bogan term, isn't it? Two-stroke? Oh, yeah, it's two-stroke. Just, I just think the castle every time. <laughs> There's one thing Dad loved more than Serenity. It was a two-stroke engine on full throttle. Now, Blue Mountains is good, but I um, 
I've got a question for you. Do you have, have a answer. morning routine? Morning routine before <laughs> work. <laughs> okay. You get this dressed, is good. get a coffee from the same place, go to work. Yeah, what I do it, is yeah. what I do is my, my eyes open up and I good? think oh, <laughs> Here we go again. Here we go again. <laughs> here we go again. I spatula myself off the bed. Think of all the things that last night at about two in the morning I had on my mental to-do list that were giving me major anxiety that were very easy fixes. Decide, today's the day I'm going to fix those. Not go through with any of that. Grind out the day. Somehow get through. Then lie myself to bed, content that I have hours more of going through the exact same list of things that I didn't do. And then uh, eventually pass out and wake up groggy. And then what I do is the first thing I do that next morning is I open my eyes and I think, here we go again. So that's kind of my routine, mate. What about you? I thought last week was the saddest thing I ever heard with you going to the netball by yourself. But yeah. No spoilers coming I mean, up in the uh, sports headlines. Uh, definitely didn't find anyone to go with. I mean, I asked you what your morning routine was, and then you fell into a deep trance of your whole life. I went into a bit of a reverie of, of, of a coma of sorts, really, wasn't it? Jesus Christ. It's going to be a tough one. I'm going to do free psychology pod. <laughs> Thanks, Mace. Can I lie on a couch? That'll be $400, please. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, what's your morning routine, mate? Uh, listen, my morning, morning routine has become... A bit strange because mm. I usually go to the same cafe, get the order, yep. then straight to work's right next right next door. Yeah, okay. Get there, take the Crocs off, put the work boots on, and get straight into Excuse it. Excuse me? Right? Excuse me? Hold right, up, hold right. up. <laughs> you know the old line of like, man, if you dream of hitting me, you better wake up and apologize. <laughs> if I dream of wearing Crocs, I'm going to wake up Mate, and end it. I was a croc hater too, but I put them on. Once you put them on, comfy, you never go back. Oh, that old saying. It's once you go so croc, you never go back. Good. They're they're like tie dye, which is ridiculous. I put them on. Oh once. my I put god! Them on and wore them out. Weird socks, you fucking hipster. What else Friend are you rocking these sock? days? Normcore, double denim. <laughs> what else are you doing? Friend of the pod said, Jimmy, friend of the pod up here in Sydney, Jim. When I put them on, I showed him. I said, "What do you think of these?" And all he said was, "Brave." Brave. <laughs> Thought, yeah, fine line good. between bravery and stupidity. A very fine <laughs> line. Bravery is knowing something is hard and difficult and doing it anyway. Wearing tie-dye Crocs <laughs> is fucking stupidity. It is awful. It is awful. Listen, I wear these to the cafe. No, no, it's good. So that's your morning routine. Yeah, you morning put the Crocs routine, on. Get to the cafe. But now yep. what's happened is there's a guy on my same schedule who gets the cafe, the coffee at the same time I'm there. Wow. Same time, and he's doing my head in. He's real weird. Multiverse, Mace. Multiverse. He's there every day What's he got on his feet? Bluntstones (laughs) or something? Is he the opposite? Is it Bizarro Mace? Or is it like Mirror Mace, where it's the exact same? You know what you should do? You should start dressing like him. (laughs) Turn the tables and freak him out. After you, mate, and then like oh. make your name on the cup. Oh. I always give fake names at, at coffee. Why so stuff. unnecessary? Why do you do that? Why do you do that so unnecessary? Because it's pretty funny to be like flat white for Wally Lewis, and you're like, yeah, I'll take that. Why wouldn't that you do that? Sounds pretty fun. That actually sounds it's an pretty absolute good. freebie, mate. I implore everyone out there: use a fake name at a cafe. Ivan Malat is Ivan Malat here? 
No, he's missing, along with a lot of other things incorporated with Ivan. So why don't you get dressed and put his name on your order That's as well? That's not a bad idea. Uh, well, we're getting in those awkward stages where we have to chat. Oh. We have to find out about each other because we're getting to that like... Do you think he's acknowledged this as well? He has. And I tell you what, it's been very, very interesting. He lives by himself. Okay. He owns a Labradoodle. Oh, my God. His name is Peter, but he goes by Pierre. It's all coming out. <laughs> is this a Tyler Durden situation? Is he in the room now? Can I meet him? Is this primal fear? Are you going to clap at the end of the pod? Great job, Marty. Well, good for you, Marty. Mate, it gets worse. I don't see how. <laughs> Pierre should be wearing the Crocs, man. <laughs> Come on. It, it gets I worse. can't believe there's a Pierre in this story and I've got more issues with the other bloke. You know you're battling. You know you're battling when Pierre's the normal dude. Uh, it's spelled Peter, it's pronounced Pierre. All right, we'll get back to that, mate. But firstly, what the fuck are with your feet at the well, moment? That's the problem because his name on the cup was Peter, but he said to me, I'm Pierre. So he's got me on another level. I think he's got me, he thinks I'm like, it must be a friend thing. Your friend jumped. Friend jumped. My name's Peter, but my friends call me Pierre. <laughs> nope. No, they've never been said. <laughs> By the way, when you were starting to list his, you know, his mm. lifestyle mm. attributes, mm. it was basically the start of every news report after someone's gone on a mass shooting or something. He was a loner. <laughs> he lived by himself. He had a pet Labradoodle. He went by many names. Peter, Pierre. <laughs> I don't know where this news report's coming from. <laughs> he befriended people at a cafe and then took them home and stabbed he them. Used to, hey, mate, on that, you know Martin Bryant? I'm sure you know him. He used <laughs> yeah, to... Yeah, know him well. He went by Pierre as well. He Because he was a proper weirdo, obviously. But you yeah. know how he inherited a fortune? Because mm. his auntie was like head of the mm. Tattersalls mob. So he got all the lottery money. He, loner, lived alone, labradoodle, <laughs> coffee shop style. He used to get return flights to Heathrow... Just go there, turn around and go straight on another plane back just so that he could talk to someone. So he'd sit next to people and there were stories of people going like, yeah, this guy just chewed my ear off for 15 hours and oh killed me. Oh, my God. He's like, oh, they're locked in. They can't go anywhere. So he would go on a flight oh, and talk to people Jesus. the whole way. Jesus, How chilling is that? Can you imagine being one of those people post Port Arthur? You'd be like, oh, I know that dude. Oh, my Crikey. God. Make sure you have the fish. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Beef Wellington's really good. <laughs> Do it. Okay. Okay, I will. He also diner bolted down a surfboard to his roof racks and drove around town so that he looked like a, a, a tourist, like a surfer. Oh Never used the surfboard. God. Drilled it into his car. Anyway, what were we talking about? Your morning routine. <laughs> so ter- it's fucking terrifying. We may not talk sport this week. No. And in no way is that depressing. So I don't, I'm trying to be healthy, mm. so I get a coffee and a, and a raspberry smoothie, thinking I'm all good and stuff. Look up after months, full of ice cream. No wonder it tasted so fucking good. Full of ice cream. What, the raspberry? I've been eating ice cream every morning. I've been eating ice cream every morning for a month. <laughs> uh, this is like that time you went for breakfast and ordered quinoa at breakfast. And Mel was really proud of you. Oh, that's great. I'm really proud of you. And you're sort of like... Yeah, okay, no big deal. And then when it rocked up, you looked really confused and she just called it and went, you didn't think that's what quinoa was, did you? 
And you're like, nah, what did I want? The stuff with the eggs with the runny, oh, eggs Benedict. <laughs> Close. Close. So you've been drinking ice cream with Pierre every morning. All every morning, thinking I'm being real good, not having breakfast. Cheers. What does Pierre order? Pierre just has his normal cappuccino, just weird. <laughs> okay. Peter, cap- I'm so invested in so Pierre. Invested. Mate, it gets weirder. He starts telling me mm. he's obsessed with dwarves. Excuse me? Obsessed with dwarves. Define obsessed. Has an album on his phone, all photos of dwarves. Nah, mate, you got to get out. You got to get <laughs> no. out now. Get out! This isn't cool. This is the lifestyle equivalent, social equivalent of being in a haunted house. Get the fuck out of that house. I don't care how good the coffee is, mate. Go twenty minutes earlier if you have to. Mate. You've got to end it mate. before Pierre ends you. I'm, I'm not joking. I'm, I'm okay, bona fide. Okay, okay. I'll probably okay. edit this out. I'm worried for your safety, mate. The bullet points you listed. Mate. Will come with bullets attached to them. This dude is not right in the head, and you need to back off. Pierre was the biggest red flag, and then you tell me he's got a fold on his phone of little people. Why is he telling a stranger that? Mate, he. Oh, this guy eats ice cream every morning. Who get me? I, I don't. I'm sorry, Pierre. I'm sure you're lovely, but you scared the shit out of me. Dedica- Absolutely horrified of him. Dedicated album, and he takes it to the dwarf corner. Takes it to the corner with more stats. Small corner. I don't know what that take it to is. The taking it to the uh, little boys' room. Yeah. Little boys room. <laughs> to the shoebox. Saying to the shoebox, apparently there's 680,000 uh, 680, dwarves in the world. They have double strength. Is that all? That's all. That's what he's saying to me. 680,000. Hmm. They have double strength. Doubled strength? <laughs> What does he, does he think this is a zombie apocalypse? What does he mean double strength? They're out to get us. By the way, double strength for someone who's half the size is about proportionate to a normal human. So he shouldn't be that worried. Yeah, true, true, true. But I, I'm <laughs> stating facts with this ridiculous fucking story. Do you reckon he's got like a little midget human centipede at home? Maybe he keeps midgets. Human millipede. <laughs> And you know what? There's a film made of it, but it's just a short film. It's just about 15 minutes, not a feature. <laughs> it's what you do if you want a human centipede someone, but you're not that hungry. You just go the human millipede. Oh, <laughs> Pierre. Fucking Pierre, mate. <laughs> millipede. Oh, fuck. Short film called Human Millipede. <laughs> oh fuck, man! I'm just—I'm actually—I'm gonna go. I'm gonna see that at Miff <laughs> next week. It won the best short film, The Human Millipede. You cannot be this tall to enter. Yeah. The Siamese triplet connected via the gastric system. <laughs> human centipede. So that's been my morning routine. I got—I got to change my cafe. I've got to change my cafe. Yeah. Immediately, yeah, I've got to get out of there, mate. Maybe change your phone number, change your name, change your address. Just move. Just get get in the witness protection program. Anyway, how's your week been, mate? How did it come up that he likes little people? Because it's a very small cafe, and you got to. Sit- oh, it's a very small cafe. That's where he likes it, is it? <laughs> I didn't even mean that. He just gets it into every conversation. Hey, mate, how you going? Pretty small, this joint, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, I guess. You know what else is small? Check this out. All right, Peter, it's Pierre. This is the start of a horror movie. 
Hey, speaking of movies, speaking of movies and writers and Hollywood and all yeah. that stuff, what do you make of the writers' strike? Fran Drescher at the helm. <laughs> what is going I on? I saw that. <laughs> Fran Drescher at the helm oh, of who anything. Oh, do we need? We need a real leader. I know, the nanny. Oh. Mr. Sheffield. Put your pen down. You know what? She's really good in Spinal Tap, though. Is she? Oh, she, yeah, 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 yeah. But technically, that's a decent example because Spinal Tap could probably still go ahead if majority of it's improvised. It's like, all right, writers strike. You've got to make up everything mm. on the spot. Yeah. All right. We can still do it. You can give it to me straight, you know. Listen, um, they don't like the cover. Uh-huh. They don't like well, the cover. Well, that's certainly straight. They find it very offensive and what? very sexist. Well, and what exactly do you find offensive? Ian, I mean, what's you put a greased, naked woman yes. on all fours yes. with a dog collar with around dog her collar. neck and a leash. And a leash. And a man's arm extended out up to here, holding on to the leash and pushing a black glove in her face to sniff it. You don't find that offensive? No, you don't. No. Find that's sexist? This is 1982. That's Bobby, right, it's on. 1982. Get out of the 60s. We don't have this mentality anymore. Well, you should Listen have seen the cover they wanted to do. I don't care what they wanted. They're opposed to it. They're worried about AI, aren't they? They're worried about AI and just what it can do to their jobs, really. But mm. it's pretty hard to sympathize with these people. <laughs> that's the problem. It's like, it's really, really hard. You know what I find a bit ironic is that they're all picketing, right, mm. in their strike with placards. Who wrote those? <laughs> Come on, guys. They should, they should actually just walk around with blank signs. And just screaming, writer's strike. That's brilliant. That's We're not doing exactly... it. We're not even going to write on the banners. I just saw this picture the other day with Fran Drescher at the front leading these like angry writers on a strike and they've all got massive written banners. It's like, guys, you're not doing the strike very well. <laughs> I think you've solved it right there. I think that's enough said. Jesus Christ. Uh, what do we do again in this podcast? Oh, yeah, we talk about sport. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> should we get into we it? we get into it? I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> You're so hungover. It's the best. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, we, <laughs> we better, mate. To. We fucking have to. <laughs> oh, you may go on strike. <laughs> Wish I hadn't mentioned it. time it is. It's time to get those pants off, baby. Get ready. Sit back. Put that incense right around that room now. It's time for Sonny's main sport headlines. Oh, yeah. Drop that beat. To rugby league now. I say now, it's the first thing we're going to. State of origin and Barefoot Freddy looks to have kept his job, as there are literally no other options. His new look, Blues, got up in game three of the dead rubber. It's a dead rubber when we lose. It's a maroon wash when Queensland win. They won 24 to 10. No player interviews after the game. They're on strike as well, mate. Strikes all the rage. Strikes all the rage. They've got to do the... If you win two in a row, you've got to do the celebrations straight after the second game. Don't you? You do, but it was weird because, like, New South Wales finally won one and then they have to sit around and watch Queensland, like, yeah, sing the song and lift I mean. the shield. It was like, it's this a is a bit flat. weird. Yeah, they need to yeah, just, if you yeah. win it two in a row, it's over. Wrap it up. It's bloody hard to, to get up for that third one, I reckon. 
Oh, my God. Impossible. You're still hung over from the session with Alfie Langer in the week prior, and it's, it's all over. Absolutely. The under-19s was running one. The bad guys took out the men's. The good girls got up in the women's. And yep. the Johns brothers look to have put their brotherly feud to bed. I don't know why that's <laughs> been a story, but evidently it has been. <laughs> We've all got feuds with our brothers. Yeah, totally. Get over it. Have you ever had a falling out with your brother? Never, but we've had like lovers' tears. Well, we only we just had we just had hardcore WWE matches. Oh yeah, that's right. That was our way of dealing with it, putting ourselves through cardboard boxes, you know, yep. cheese graters on the face, you know, stuff like that. And I think I speak on behalf of all Australian heterosexual white men when I say <laughs> we're good with that. That's how we deal with our emotions. Yeah. We wrestle. All right? Get over it. It's clearly working fine. That's it. Do you want me to run you through my morning routine again? It is clearly working fine. You know who'd make a good pair of brothers? Yeah. Richard Gere and Steve Martin playing brothers in a film. <laughs> it's going to be a weird yeah. one, man. I'm a bit hungover. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was oh just thinking. God. I was just thinking a bit, of doing a bit of mental casting in the shower this morning. I was like, huh, I haven't seen Richard Gere for a while. I'm like, but Richard Gere's not funny enough. He's not funny enough. No, oh, but you you'd play it off like, no, Steve Martin go back to his goofy sort of flake kind of guy, but Gear can be the smarmy rich brother. Maybe they're feuding yeah, brothers good. and they have to come together in order to get an inheritance off a different sibling <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I haven't quite dude. workshopped it. And I reckon you know you know <laughs> who the other sad is. Now, I thought what you said was the saddest thing. This is the saddest thing. You don't think Richard Gere and Steve Martin is good casting? (laughs) Richard Gere and Steve Martin's synopsis is the saddest thing I've ever heard. Hey, I'd watch it. I'd bloody watch it. And you know they should get... Big Martin fan, yeah. Yeah, big time. They should get John Goodman in. He's underrated. Anyway, should we move on? Yeah. Yeah, he, he he is... He's underrated. He is elite when he pops up, especially now. Cohen Brothers know it. He's yeah, good. absolutely. Up in, up anyway, in. what were we talking about? Rugby League and <laughs> Buzz Watch. It looks like Buzz may or may not have actually lost the plot. He's gone. He's officially gone. Gone. What is he doing to Mr. Alexander, who I really like? It was one of the great interviews because he just, it was the day after they won Origin and his lead, leading question was like, last year you said the following. And Brandy's looking at him just like that one older uncle that you just like, oh, Reg, you can't call them those people. Like, it's not even worth it. Like, it's not even worth debating with this person. He's it's lost unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. He doesn't know he's on film. He's getting filmed. Doesn't know he's on camera. Oh, I don't reckon the makeup department knows he's on camera either. <laughs> Guys, I've got HD. Fucking hell. <laughs> Drop a breadcrumb in his face and you need a pitching wedge to get it out. Can we do something about Buzz? Buzz uh, off. Buzz needs, it's got, he's got to go. I reckon we, we picket Buzz out the front of Fox oh. Sports. We get out there. Buzz strike. Buzz strike. Buzz off. Buzz off. Yeah, the Buzz off campaign. Go on Twitter. And just boycott Buzz. I'm just going to go after Buzz. Get him banned. Oh, yeah? Hashtag ban Buzz. Okay. Hashtag Buzz off. Don't get the wrong one. Don't get like Buzz Aldrin or someone. <laughs> he can go too. What have you ever done? What have They're you ever old. done? Everyone called Buzz is old now. They're all out the door. By the way, I reckon it's a shame because it's a mad name. Imagine having mad a son. Name. Are you going to call your second son Buzz? Parker oh, and Buzz? Like you got, oh, hey, that's Buzz. bad. Yeah, but it's pronounced Pierre. 
I've got a latte for Buzz. <laughs> Have you seen the short film uh, Le Little Millipede? No, Pierre, we have not. <laughs> and finally, in rugby league, Cronulla oh. consider revoking ScoMo's number one ticket holder status after love the Robo this. Debt scandal. Love it. I love how they, that's where they draw the straw. Not on <laughs> all of his many other failures. Okay, well, can't he just make himself the minister for the Sharks anyway? That's right. That's exactly just right. Just make it up. Anyway, good luck with that, guys. <laughs> okay, there's going to be a lot of uh, anyway today. Anyway. I'm liking it already. It's going to be a weird one. <laughs> weird is what I'm after. Oh, fuck. To b baseball. Oh, what a Give us baseball at its best. Sunday night baseball. Sundays at 7, all season long on ESPN. And the Tampa Bay Rays lead the American League with 60 wins from their 95 games. The Atlanta Braves lead the National League with 61 wow. wins from their 91 games. Just another 91 games until playoffs. Hey, we're 91 whopping games in and officially halfway there. So they had the All-Star weekend this week to break things up. Yeah, that should break it up. That should break up the 182 game. game season. More baseball. <laughs> Guys, there's a lot of baseball going on. How do we break it up? Do you want to have another hit? Sure. Sounds good. Everyone gets a week off. Awesome. I haven't seen Dad in seven months. Oh, no, no. He's got to play in the All-Star game. Everyone else gets the week off. The baseballers have to keep playing. Enjoy your holiday. <laughs> the one thing they've got right from all the stupid shit that they do in the MLB is that the All-Star game actually means something. I'm pretty sure it's the National League versus... Oh, they do the different divisions. Whoever yeah. wins, yeah, gets finals at home advantage or something like that. Oh, I thought the other team had to do a nudie run with a sparkler out their bum. <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. Thinking of softball. <laughs> Well, I'm just glad that we're halfway there. Oh, we made it. It has gone like that. It has been a breeze. <laughs> Give us baseball at its best. Sunday night baseball. Sundays at 7. All season long on ESPN. To tennis. And the Wimbledon women's champ has been crowned. The Czech Republic's wow. Marketa von Drusova. She defeated Tunisia's Ons Jabeur to claim her maiden title. Big upset. Ons Jabeur was kicked off court after wearing a black top in her warm-up. <laughs> Could you be more English, guys? Fucking hell. All the big issues getting solved at SW19. I was a bit disappointed with the women's final because the losing semi-finalists would have seen a Ukrainian player Belarusian. Explosive encounter for the ages. Oh, Spewing, wow. we got miss out oh, on that. Damn and at the time of recording, Joker is a couple of hours away from beating Escape from Alcaraz in the final yeah, of Wimbledon, no doubt. Yeah, he'll win. Safe to assume. Well, we'll predict yeah, he'll, it. He'll I'm going to say, ooh, shock horror, Joker plays possum, drops an early set, pretends to be injured, goes off for a medical timeout, and ends up winning it in four to nab the most unlikable toilet brush looking Ubernard, his 24th. Yeah, and bounces the ball. 50 fucking 8 times. Don't you know who we need to hear from about this pest? Rose from Doveton. Mate, I would love to hear from Rose about Joker. Rose from Doveton. It will be hard to get her off the phone over the Novaks. 
Thanks for calling SEM, the home of sport. Currently, we can't get to your call right now, so why don't you leave a message after these cool beats? Hi, guys. Rose again. Where the fuck is my Pataki ham? I'm not beating around the bush anymore. That Watson dickhead probably stole it. The chef wannabe wanker he is. Anyway, let's talk about the peanut in the room. Yep, you know who it is. Novak Dokovic. He's the biggest sheep this side of the Mississippi. Old Novak. When he's not playing well, he's always looking for ways around the rules. How's the bouncing of the ball between serves? I mean, really. I'd rather watch Rafa pick his bum. If he bounces that ball one more time before he serves, 22, 23, I'm going to come down there on that court and knock him straight out. Love that he lost Wimbledon. Suffering your jocks, Novaks. Whoever gets this message, tell Watson he's next. And as always, Andy Ma, he's the best. Rose, out. Did you see Escape from Alcaraz's dad? There was a bit of conjecture because he got caught filming Djokovic training. And some of the journos asked Alcaraz about it. Like, are you spying on him? Do you have an advantage because you have all this stuff? He's like, what are you talking about? Every single point he's ever played is on YouTube. I've played him. I don't need to spy on him. My dad's just like a massive fan. His dad's just a tennis nerd, apparently. That's amazing. That is amazing. We'd come home. He goes home to the hotel and he's like, I've got footage of Djokovic. He's awesome. It's like, thanks, Dad. Trying to beat him. (laughs) Trying to beat him. But it's kind of fun that it was like, this guy's just geeking out big time. He's just like, man, I'm super fanning. That's Djokovic right there. It's like, your son is right there. (laughs) That's incredible. It was a great response from Escape from Alcaraz. Yeah, mate. Yep. That 20 minutes of him training, that footage is going to tip me over the edge. I'm the greatest of all time. You fucking moron. Fair reverse psychology from Papa Alcaraz. I love it. I don't know what he's trying there. Something's up. Yeah, I like it. Alcaraz is very likable. Very likable. I'd like him to do it for like the whole training session, then put the camera down and just lock eyes with Joker and go, I wasn't even filming. <laughs> just like weird him out. It's pronounced Pierre. One of those huge heart handhelds. <laughs> yeah, big JVC number on the shoulder. <laughs> and he goes, you want to see the playback? And it's just static. Terrifying. It's just a bootleg of the human millipede. It began as an idea. A video camera and VHS recorder, all in one. But hold everything. Now JVC presents Video Movie. You can play back through the eyepiece or a TV, even without a VCR. In low light or daylight, the picture is incredible. And Video Movie is so lightweight, you're free to be more creative. Hold everything with the JVC Video Movie. JVC, the goal is perfection. To netball and the Super Netball Final was won in extra time, 60-59 to 59, to the Adelaide Thunderbirds over the New South Wales Swifts in front of a packed John Kane Arena. How was it, mate? Without me, without me. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I watched oh. it at home with a single tear rolling down the cheek. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> Another cracking game. And Mace. Yeah. I'm sure over the years of our friendship, I've discussed this with you, but Mm. we got the classic. We got the post-premiership interview 
trifecta. Well, it's not really a trifecta. It's, sure. I guess, a quintuplet. It's the top five. And it goes, and you can do this with any sport when a, a team wins the premiership. Sure. Here are your five. This is how you, if you guys ever get on the G grand final day with a microphone in your hand and you need to interview whoever's just won the premiership, <laughs> you go, statement of fact, talk us through it. Statement of fact, how does it feel? Statement of fact. Right, right? okay. That's you want me to run you through it? I'll give you an example. Please. Statement of fact, talk us through it. Statement of fact, how does it feel? Statement of fact. So, oh, Mace, you've just won the Super Netball Premiership. Statement of fact. Talk us through it. Oh, I'm speechless. It's amazing. It's so emotional. I can't believe it. Okay. Statement of fact coming up. That is the first premiership for Adelaide in five years, Mace. How does it feel? Oh, I'm speechless. Amazing. It's so emotional. Can't believe it. Statement of fact. Mason, you are a premiership player. Back to you, Job. Who you got? Same thing every time. Statement of fact. Talk us through it. Statement of fact. How does it feel? Statement of fact. Next player. And it is kind of tough because in that moment, you don't want to be like, hey, like the following week are the stories you get because it's like they actually were injured or they had this go on during the season or she was a mum or whatever. And I guess in the moment, you don't want to bring that up. You just want to hear how they're feeling. But man, you could copy and paste those five for any premiership you like. Part of me a lot that likes the the rugby league is when they have Thurston's or someone and he's just like, fucking hell, mate. Yeah, this is the best shit ever, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> well, when, he's, when he puts the bloody microphone under them. <laughs> he put it under his own mouth, that interview. Remember that? <laughs> the best. One of the greats. The best. How does this feel? Oh, I'll let you know if you give me the fucking mic. It doesn't sound good. I don't know how it feels. <laughs> I've never noticed that technique, Mum. That's what they do. Will now. It's like herpes, mate. You will not be able to get rid of that now for the rest of your life. <laughs> that shit is luggage. <laughs> Carry it around. <laughs> luggage. That shit is luggage. My herpes is luggage. Herpes. There's nothing complex about my simplex. It's hanging around. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Kenny Rogers meets BGs. <laughs> That's how I got herpes. There's a threesome between Kenny Rogers, but it was the Kenny Rogers chicken. <laughs> Roger's chicken? Oh, get that out of here. Oh, the man makes a pretty strong bird. To rugby. Ru- the wallabies up, up, go down. Up, up. Up. We need him. We need him. Oh, boy, howdy. Mate, we what, why is he not... He seems like he's gone... He's got nothing to do with the wallabies anymore, old Johnny. He was always smart. Bloody hell. He was, they are awful. Hello, my name's Johnny Elf. I am a wallaby... Legend. That's my John Eels. <laughs> uh, you're working on your eels here, are you? The Wallabies go down to the Sappers 43-12 to 12, and then agonisingly at the death, 34-31 to 31 against the Argies. They're our new international rivals, Argentina, after the Socceroos. What the fuck is Argentina doing good at rugby? Mate, they've been proven for years. They're, they're a genuine threat the to Pumas. make the semis or a final. The Pumas. Mate, cool. their fans were all over ours as well. They're just these raw, passionate... We're pathetic. ...fans who sang the whole time, and we're just... A stadium of private school graduates wearing scarves in lieu of passion brings me down. We are so bad. We're just 50 days away from the World Cup. 50 days and a lot of areas for improvement. Namely the 15 across the starting positions. Can Frogboy do it? I don't think so, to be perfectly honest, mate. Yeah, there's a lot of of problems. I don't know why we're so bad now. There needs to be an investigation. Why is Aussie rugby so shit these (laughs) days? You sound like fucking Buzz. (laughs) 
Where's Sure, Argentina won last night, but what about the Balkans? It's like, mate, relevance. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. We need Buzz to get on the case. We need Chat GPI or GPT or whatever it's bloody called. Buzz and Mark Robinson, our two best journalists on the case. <laughs> ASAP. And they'll get to bother. Imagine that show. Oh, those two? Be a great show. Dumb and Dumber. Mark and Buzz. Fucking oh. Buzz and Robbo. We go now from the senile man to the drunk man. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be back with a section called slurring. <laughs> Fucking hell. Replace them with AI. And replace our 5.8 <laughs> while you're at it in rugby. Up in. Do you reckon it's a tactic of the 360 shows to get the most bumbling port wine drinking, deceased looking mumble brains? I give uh, Gout 360 a lot of grief, but it's a great show because it's very watchable. meatheads. They're very good. It's very mm. like... Your local four blokes chatting away. Well, that's it. It's not like Hate Watch where it's like, I can't stand these guys Gus Gould style. It's more like, do these guys know they're on telly? It's amazing. What's going on? They're always pulling each other up. Like, they're not... No, 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 we're not going to the next segment. Buzz, hang on. Did you just say... (laughs) Did you just say... It's unreal. It's the best. It's so good. Best hour of your life. Gout 360. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm the sad bloke. (laughs) Best hour of your life. Oh, pen. Oh, pen. And the Gillaroos got a win against traditional rivals Team USA. Go on, girls. Then four days later, they lost to equally traditional rivals Canada. So lots of improvement there. Canada. Watch out. AI's coming. Canada? We lost to fucking Canada? Yeah. What <laughs> the oh, fuck? Those maple syrup mounties? We lost to those fuckwits. What are you talking about? We don't lose oh, to Canada. Your, in your fickle nature is unbelievable. <laughs> Go to the tape. You go, yes, come on, go girls. And the next thing out of your mouth is, Canada, we lost to those. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shit house, Jorus. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> Fucking turncoat. On your girl. Watching sport in a revolving door. <laughs> hate it, love it, hate it, love it. Finkle and I, Lord. Finkle and I, Lord. Finkle and I, 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 to Paralympics and the rowing duo of Nikki Ayres and Jed the Jed Altswagger win gold. Great in Italy at the Rowing World Cup, the pair took top honours in the mixed double skull. Bit of a good story, this one, Mace. Great. Jed the Jed Altswagger, he, uh, he had his leg amputated in 2015 after he crushed his peg digging holes at work. Shit. I think you're having a rough day at work. It could be yeah. worse. Ayres yeah. was a rugby player. She got... Severe nerve damage in her right leg in a tackle. And she's had 16 major surgeries on that wow. no longer dominant stick. Jesus. So this pair met in 2017. And according to Ayersy, a, quote, light bulb went off because she was a bit down in the dumps about her leg situation. And they had a chat. And Jed the Jet told her, hey, quote, you can't change your leg, mate, but you can change your mindset. And it's pretty hard to sook up when a dude who's got a lopped off leg tells you to harden up. So the pair now are going to take that form on the lakes to Paris in pursuit of Aussie gold next year. So good luck. actually love watching the rowing at the Olympics. I reckon it's unbelievable. Like, sneaky great sport. That surprises me because I thought it would make you a bit anxious. Because sometimes for me, when it's like half a boat length... I'm just sort of. Uh, uh, oh, it's very. Like I find it a little bit thrilling. Bum, fifty cent, five cent. 
It is 50 Cent Files. I know. It's thrilling, but again, this story, it's stories in sports, honey. Stories in sport. It's not about the scoreboard. It's about the people. Good on Nikki and Jed. Good luck to you. Come back with anything less than gold and you're dead to Mace. (laughs) You are dead to me if you turn around. You're dead to me! You're dead to me. You're dead to me, boy. You're more dead to me than your dead mother. To F1 now. And not so snore, because Danny Ricardo is back. Love the it. big grinning cheeseball himself. He's with Red Bull's sister team, the Alpha Tori team. Pretty good story, this. He was keeping himself fit, hanging around the team, and absolutely killing it on the simulator, just destroying behind yeah. scenes. Yeah. So they got him at Silverstone to drive a tyre test for them, for Red Bull. Like, go out and check these tyres. And he absolutely killed it. Just blitzed the laps, and the team immediately reinstated him. Just went, yep, you're in, mate. That was better than what we've got. So they kicked out the other driver and put him on the sister team. (laughs) How awful is that for that bloke? (laughs) Yeah, but, like, how's the pressure? I know pressure's for tyres, but how's the pressure on Ricardo? He's like, in his head, he would have been thinking, if I blitz this round, you never know. And he just goes out in the tyre test and says, stuff it. I'm just going to rip it up and kills it. What a man. And Mace. They were listening to us about Publis Steve's cigar case. Sure. They were listening to you last week when you gave Ozzy Oscar Nopistorius Piastri a bit of a spray. He listened. Yes. You asked him to step up. I did. And he did, finishing yeah. fourth at Silverstone. Good on you, Ozzy. So fourth on the podium, but well done. Huge improvement for the young kid. I like it. Mm. He's got his... The F1's fickled, though. It's hard to stay there. It's hard to stay fourth. She needs to keep moving up, old Ozzy. What an aspirational thing. It's so hard to stay fourth. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. May the fourth be with you, Aussie Oscar. It's very good. Very impressive, Aussie. Go out there and come third. Come third like a real Australian athlete. And finally on F1, our man Marty Brundle got his grid bumble on. How was the Marty party? Mate, it was a Marty party, and I tell you what, she didn't look like a smarty. She got destroyed, <laughs> the supermodel, super turd, Cara Delvidge, after the superstar, super snub down man, Marty. Isn't she a super turd? So, basically, the rule is, if you're lucky enough to be on the grid as a celebrity or a hanger-on, you basically are there as a gift, and it's a press junket. So if someone puts That's a microphone right. in your face, you've got to go, G'day, how you going? Yeah, good, yep. I'm Michael Douglas. Have I told you about my throat? Bang, we move on. So he approaches her and she refuses to speak and she pretends, oh, I can't hear you, I can't hear you, and I'll play it because he just live doing Vox Pops. flamethrowers her. The delivery, like Glenn McGrath would be happy with this delivery. (laughs) She doesn't want to talk, but everybody needs to talk on the grid. Uh, That's the the deal now. Everybody talks uh, on on the grid. can we have a quick chat, Sky F1? Good to see you on the grid. He said, "He said, well, the deal is everybody has to speak on the grid, but, uh, you know, I hey. I can't hear anything. Uh, <laughs> okay, all right, well, I'm sure it would have been extremely interesting. It's <laughs> unbelievable. As he's, As walking, he's walking away. away. She turns Bad. sideways and can hear the air whistle through her ears where a brain would normally reside, and it's like, yeah, I reckon you've pretty much won that debate, Brumble. <laughs> Love it. Marty Party, he is the he man. Is Marty Party. Oh, I wish he was Australian. He is awesome. He is the I man. Think he is. He is, I think he isn't is. He? Deep down. You know who's a man? Charlie here. He's a man. You know who else? Me. I'm a man. 
Yeah. So how did Inner City Baradigo? We oh, we won by eight. Played a good team. Played a really big, tall team that just slowly... One of those teams are really slow with their pace and sort of slowed everything down and made it very hard to score. It was 30 to 22 in the end. That doesn't suit your team or does it? It took us a while to work them out. So you adapted. Once we got them, we just had to as soon as they'd score or we'd get it we'd get possession, we'd run them because they were so big. Mm. They just couldn't keep up with our small guys, so that's kind of what we did. And we won by 8. So it was a close game, but I liked their style. It helped. It made my game, enhanced my game. I was going to say, it would help you, wouldn't it? Slowing it down. Oh, I loved it. Loved it being out there with it slow. But When's the wet Mongolian back in action? He's still about seven, six, seven weeks away. He's, oh, he's okay. blind at the moment, the Mongol. Is that how it works? Absolutely blind. Drinking yeah. out of a hog's head, pillaging. <laughs> Pretty sure that's how it works. Yeah, I think that's how they did it. Yeah, that's yeah, a good general, general comment. That's how, how did the digger bats go? <laughs> Mate, coming off a good win, we had to forfeit, bugger, because it was a 10.40 kickoff. Cheers, I pretty mean, sociable. Can we talk about the time slot? 10.40 on a Monday night. That and by the is time you play, disturbing. <laughs> yeah, it's disturbing. By the time you play, it's a domino effect. Late. You don't really 10, kick 50? off till close to 11. Yeah. 100%. 100%. You lose on the siren, walk home, stare at the ceiling Cheers. at 1 in the morning going, oh, yeah. Oh, shit, I haven't paid Rego. I'll transfer that now. Awesome. And that's the saddest thing. So we couldn't seen. get numbers. You know, the worst part is you rock up and another team forfeits. They go, oh, yeah. all right, well, in order to get the points, you've still got to play for some reason. So you play a scratch match against yourselves or something. And I'm like, guys, oh. it's 10.40. I'm going home. Anyway, we had to forfeit. So unfortunately, we're, we're still floating around fourth. But yeah, we need to get some players back. We've, had, we've been injury depleted and people overseas. Life, huh? You started well this season. You've plucked. Just got to make top four, then it's anyone's. That's all you got to do. Every league, every sport, just make top four. That's all you got to do. Just be there at the end, mate, and believe. Ah, right. pen. I don't know how, but I think I'm going to have to make this a two-parter, mate. It's two hours long. Yeah. What have we? What have we learned, mate? Oh my god. What have we learned? 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 Don't befriend a man who loves midgets. Great. Is what I've learned. Great. Great. Can we say midget? Don't befriend a man who likes small people. Can we say small people? Don't befriend a man who is breakfast for Kareem Cornwall. Can we say befriend? Don't befriend a human that is fucking small. You still said befriend. (laughs) All right, Mace. I am not sure what just happened, but I really enjoyed chatting with you. How can people get in touch with us if they want to chat? Yeah. Uh, they can, sorry, they can, <laughs> Twitter and Instagram, maybe underscore underscore daily, that's maybe underscore underscore daily, follow and like our shit, please. Get in touch, we can even do a mailbag if you want, ask us your questions and we'll get musing on the answers. Levo. And then we'll just make up the questions. <laughs> yeah, we had one question during the World Cup, one. Levo, just get another one in, mate, get another one And in. it was, do birds piss? That was the one question this podcast has garnered from its loyal listeners. So hey? All seven of you, think of a question, would you? It's a bloody hard one to trump. 
Let me give you the drum. All right, mate. Until I see and speak to you next, I need you to do two things. I need you to stay mint and to understand that I love you. Stay mint. I love you, mate. Right back at you. Stay mint. I love you, son. Bang! Bang. I've done a little bit of research. I'm going to take it to the weight scales. <laughs> Rakeem, yep. the West Indian off spinner, Rakeem the ice cream is heavier than any Australian male player in any football code. <laughs> that stat is ridiculous. The Wallabies came closest with 140 kilogram lock. He's heavier than a lock. Mate, he's heavier than the props in rugby league, in <laughs> union. He's got a bit of junk in the trunk. And you know what? It is awesome. I love it. It is a mate. Yeah, I love seeing I've always maintained the best job in the world would be late 80s, early 90s Australian cricketer. Because you never see a winter, you don't have to be fit, and you're sponsored by a beer company, and the poms are shit. So it would be the greatest. But to have that rekindled in old sugar butt, the fridge, um, is so good. <laughs> old sugar butt, ice cream, the ice cream. He is, he bowls off spin. Six months ago, he was in fine fettle. He was wearing Crocs and having strawberry shakes for breakfast. And then apparently, he went around to Pierre's house, ate some of the furniture and realised he didn't have an ice cream with him every morning. He had all the millipedes. He was a dwarf six months ago. He's <laughs> eating his way to his side. He's the last remaining <laughs> of the millipede. He started at the back in Cornwall and ate his way to the front of little people. Oh, mate. I couldn't have another midget. I am stuffed. Yeah, we can tell, Fridge. Want to play some cricket? Oh, that's how you do it. That's how you come full circle.